streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and BlastTheRadio.com, this is The Lowell Green Show. The number to call and be heard around the world is 613-413-2217 or email Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. And now, here is Lowell Green. Uh, Thank you, John. Now, before I get into um, my main topic, um, I, I want you to, um, John, are you hearing me okay? I'm hearing you just fine. You're hearing me? Uh, not really, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You were, a second, uh, you were a second ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so if, if people are hearing me, okay. But I'm not hearing you. You're not um, hearing me at all? There you are. Now, now you are. All right. <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I want you to consider a number that I am going to give you. It is an astonishing number, a shocking number. The number I am going to give you, and I I want you to keep this in mind when you're contemplating some of the questions that I am about to pose. The number that I am going to give you is 19%. 19%. Well, you say, what is 19%? 19% is the percent of popular votes that the Liberal Party of Canada obtained in the most recent election. Of all eligible voters, Trudeau and company gained actually slightly less than 19% of the popular vote. The accurate, totally accurate figure is 18.96%. Let me tell you how I arrived at that figure. First of all, Trudeau and company earned only 32.2% of the votes that were cast. That, by the way, is the lowest percentage of any winning party in the history of Canada. So of all of the votes cast, the Liberals received 32.2%. So where does the 19% come from? Well, voter turnout was only 58.9%. And that, by the way, includes the mail-in ballots. So if, in fact, Trudeau received 32.2% of the 58.9%, that means if you do the mathematics, and actually my computer did it for me, the mathematics proves unequivocally that of all eligible voters in this country, coast to coast to coast, Trudeau and the Liberals received 18.96%. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say 19%. So we have a government, we have a prime minister elected by 19% of eligible voters. And Trudeau comes on and says he now has a full-blown mandate to do whatever he wishes. In other words, take us even deeper into debt. I just throw that out because I think it's important to remember uh, when we're contemplating some of the questions I'm going to put to you. And one of those questions, if you have any, any thoughts about that, if you want to do the mathematics yourself, just remember this, that... Trudeau and company received 32.2% of all of the votes cast. But the voter turnout 
was only 58.9%, which I believe is the lowest voter turnout in the history of federal elections in this country. So we had, we do know the lowest percentage of winning votes in Canada's history and 58.9% turnout, which I believe is the lowest ever. So with, with all of that in mind, here is my first question. What is your opinion? In light of all of this, should O'Toole go or should he stay? And as I say, some of the factors to, uh, to consider is the voter turnout and the popular vote. As a matter of fact, as you know, O'Toole had a much larger, about 800,000 more popular votes than did Trudeau. So uh, it's still nothing to, to write home about, believe me. So in fact, while uh, Trudeau received 19% of eligible voters, uh, O'Toole got about 21, almost 22%. All right, that having been said, here are some other factors to consider, okay? Uh, when, you're, when you're wondering whether O'Toole should, should go or should he stay, please keep in mind that when he entered the race, he was virtually unknown. Very clearly, he is much better known now. Uh, some people say that he's too blasé, lacks charisma, etc., etc. But he is much better known, which is very important in elections of this kind, as you know. Number two, and I don't know if you've thought about this, well, there's no question that the PPC, that's Mad Max's party, cost the uh, Conservatives a good many votes, probably somewhere in the range of 10 to 11 seats. Um, I, I, there's no question in my mind, and I think you'll agree with me, that Mad Max, for the purposes of this particular election, is a, essentially a one-trick pony. He rode uh, to 5%, 6% support, basically on the wings of the anti-vax movement. Uh, I would say the great, uh, the great bulk, the great majority of those who voted PPC are anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. <clears throat> uh, you know, COVID is just a big scam. That group, that tin hat, mad hatters group. But I'm going to tell you that come the next election, whether it's only 18 months or four years from now, the issue of vaccines will not nearly be as prominent as it is now. It will be something like yesterday's news. So in, in, in essence, come the next election, there's no question the PPC will not have nearly the power that it does now. They'll still get some votes, but <clears throat> the, excuse me, the issue of vaccines will be yesterday's issue, will be gone. Um, the, the other, there's another consideration here, uh, and that's, that's very important, and that is that once again, conservatives, and this holds true for all leaders, all uh, versions of the party, just cannot attract sufficient women and particularly and we see this particularly in this election big city women fact of the matter is and we've seen this historically in past elections uh, for every man who votes for Trudeau about two women will vote this time it's even more evident particularly in the major cities Montreal Ottawa Toronto and Vancouver uh, in those cities we see that women have lined up in droves to vote for Trudeau there's just no way that, given what we've seen so far, that we can get big, particularly big city women, to vote conservative. So one of the questions I have here, if you think that maybe O'Toole should go, should he be replaced by a female candidate? Would more women vote for a female candidate? I'd, I'd like your opinion on that.
do you think it give might it might give more strength? Because quite frankly, if it's only the men, the the conservatives will win hands down. So it's the female vote that we must somehow or other attract if you are a conservative and want to win. So would a female candidate, do you think, in your opinion, help conservatives in any way, particularly with those big city women? I'm thinking <clears throat> there's three or four women that I think of in particular. Number one is Rona Ambrose. Now I know that in the past she has said she's not interested. She is the former interim leader of the Conservative Party, extremely popular. Everybody agrees, even liberals agree, she did a great job. If she could be persuaded to lead the party, not much question in my mind that they would poll much better with women. Could be wrong, I'd like to hear from you. But uh, if, if she is not interested, there are some others. And I think in particular, of Lisa Raitt. Lisa Raitt, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the most effective, common sense, powerful members of the parliament, of any party. She has been in the front bench, deputy leader, deputy cabinet minister, etc., etc. Lisa Raitt, I think, would make a wonderful leader of the conservative party. Candace Bergen, and by the way, one of the things in Lisa Raitt's favor is that she is from Milton, which essentially is a suburb of Toronto. So uh, I think there's a good chance that she might convince more. I mean, even, I'm going to tell you something, even if we could get women in Toronto to vote conservative, we could probably win. Whether, whether someone like Lisa Raitt would do that, I don't know. It would depend, obviously, on other aspects of the platform. But my, my question really is, if, if you think that O'Toole should go, has the time come for a female leader of the Conservative Party. Another possible choice might be Michelle Rempel, very popular. She's from the West, which might be against uh, her, uh, her winning, uh, but she's very well known. She uses social media very, very well. So there's really two questions that I have this morning for you. Should O'Toole step aside and make way for a female candidate? Well, that's one question. Should I guess the number one question is, should O'Toole step aside? And then number two, should he be replaced by a female candidate? Would that make any difference? Um, what do you think? Many people would uh, like to see Pierre Polyev head the party, but I, I have a fear. I, I know Pierre. I, Pierre has been a friend of mine for many, many years, many years. Since day one, when he was first elected, I predicted he would be prime minister. And I still think that someday he will be. I think he'd be a wonderful prime minister. But I'm just thinking that at this time in our history, he might, <clears throat> he might come across as too aggressive for women voters. We've got, folks, if you're a conservative and you want to win, you're not a PPC. If you're a conservative and want to win, we've got to get the female vote. So far, we have been unable to do so. Would a female candidate, do you think, do it? Um, would, would, would women, do you think, be perhaps frightened off a little bit by the aggressive Pierre Polyev? I don't know. Love to hear from you. But just once again, please keep in mind that we now have a prime minister who claims that he has the right, that he has been given the right to do whatever he chooses, which, as I say, is to, to throw us deeper into debt. But he has been elected by 19% of the voting, eligible voting public of Canada.
Uh, John, do we have any text coming in as yet? What's uh, what's the mood out there? Lowell, suffice to say, I can tell you right now, 10 minutes into the show, we have more comments than we have time for already. So it's busy. 613 Fire away, fire away. Okay. Sorry. No, I apologize. 613-413-2217 is the number here. Uh, Kim says the candidate should be the best qualified person, not what they have in their drawers. Pierre is brilliant, says Craig. However, women will not vote for him. Uh, Penny says O'Toole should stay and keep up the fight. Lloyd says, I wanted Pierre. And chimes in on Facebook to say, O'Toole should stay. We don't need the Bernier followers in the Conservative Party. All these names have said they don't want the job. That might change. Mike is on Facebook. He says, everybody seems to want Pierre Polyev. Guy, the PPC really showed where the big blue tent should move. Lori is on Facebook as well. Thank you for your comment, Lori. She says, no, a woman would not cut it. Look at the Green Party. Eric says, maybe the Conservatives should get a dumb, hunky fellow to attract the female votes. Uh, <laughs> here's a comment from Eric. O'Toole. Slightly racist comment. Go ahead. <laughs> well, more sexist, I think. But yeah, uh, Eric says O'Toole should stay uh, definitely and hold firm on his policies and get out there so the rest of Canada will know him. Very respectful and educated. No silver spoon. Uh, let me see. Who hasn't had a comment in here yet? Kim says, nope, I vote on intelligence, not gender. Maggie says, part of the problem was lack of voting stations. O'Toole needs to state that his personal interest will not affect what the, par- uh, what the people want. He might want lessons from Pierre Polyev. As for a female, she would have to be picked very carefully as media will just go after her, uh, not just her, but her spouse and her children as well. Darlene says she would vote hands down for a female hands down if she felt that the female was good enough. Donald says I would vote for a woman. Guy says Rona is too smart to get back into the swamp. And Douglas says it's tough to run against the CBC. Just a cross section of some of the comments coming in for you today. Uh, John, give the uh, give the number out again, how people can get in touch with us. Absolutely. 613-413-2217. We're streaming to Twitch. We're streaming to Facebook. Uh, we're streaming to YouTube. We're streaming now to Twitter as well. All the links for the show at LowellGreen.com. Let me ask you, folks, I, I've thrown out this 19% number. I thought I'd get some comment on that. Does this surprise you? Were you aware of the fact and I, I, I keep pounding away because I have seen no mention of this anywhere in the media, and I may be the only one who draws this to your attention. It got quite uh, the response when you first mentioned it uh, on the show today. Uh, I, those comments are buried deep in my pile now, but yeah, people okay. are, wow, astounded by those numbers, as a matter of fact. Well, I mean, you know, I know that we're going to get some doubters, but do the mathematics yourself. You know, once again, I say, do the mathematics yourself. We know, and this is the government itself that says, that, that uh, the popular vote, Trudeau and the uh, Liberals got 32.2% of the popular vote. And as I, excuse me, I repeat, this is the lowest percentage of popular vote support in the history of Canada for a winning party. That blows me away. And that uh, Yeah, it's the lowest percentage ever. And by the way, Lauren Gunter in The Sun today has got a very good column on that very thing. Uh, and of course, we also know that 58.9% of the voting public showed up. And I mean, one of the reasons was because of it was being held during a pandemic. And there were many people, I know a couple of my neighbors who were staunch conservatives, they finally went to vote. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, they did so very reluctantly because they were worried. They were worried about 
you know, being pressed in with other people. Uh, they, they, you know, they've been very careful, et cetera, et cetera, masking and all the rest of it. But they were very concerned about going to a polling booth where there would be other people unknown to them and unknown whether they had been vaccinated. They finally went, but I am sure that there are many other people out there who just said, you know what, it's not worth the risk. And if you saw if you saw some of the jam-ups, the lineups of maskless people, in particular in some of the ridings in Toronto, you know that those fear were fully justified. So that was, and not only that, we also know that because of the long lineups, many people just turned away and said, listen, I, I can't stand here in the lineup, particularly older people can't stand in the lineup for an hour, an hour and a half. I couldn't stand in the lineup for an hour. I couldn't do it. So I'm sure that there are many other people in similar circumstances. But at any rate, before you're criticizing the turnout, just once again, the turnout, 58.9%, which I believe is the lowest percentage turnout we have ever seen. And Trudeau got 32.2% of that, which is slightly less, but we'll give them a benefit of the doubt, 19% of eligible voters elected Justin Trudeau as prime minister. Shields. Once again, I, I told you a couple of days ago that uh, if Trudeau became elected, you're going to see a great increase in the price of most appliances. And I just want to alert you once again that as of January 1st, thanks to a federal government, that would be a Trudeau government edict, uh, all appliances sold in Canada must meet the Energy Star levels, which means that many of the lower priced appliances will not be available. I'm just telling you this and if, if, if you're thinking of that you may need an appliance down the pipe a little bit good idea and not only not only will the prices be much greater but some of the appliances that you probably would like will not be available so I just alert you Shields has got all of the information they've in Packenham shields.ca uh, if you're a little concerned, you're not quite clear what I'm saying here, give them a call. Check out their website, folks. It's it's a great place to do business. Uh, you know what? I've introduced a lot of people to Shields, and I've got a number of people say, thank you, Lowell. I got great service there. Uh, they delivered within two or three days, just like you promised. Shields.ca. John, we got some more texts coming in there. I almost look forward to my appliance breaking down just so I can experience Shields <laughs> You've sold me, Lowell Green. <laughs> 613-413-2217. Polyev is the only standout who has notoriety slash popularity, and I guess if women vote for a good-looking guy, I think he fills that square. I'm sure Pierre can tone it down a little. Some women like a man who takes charge. Other than him, a woman like Rempel is good. Uh, Larry says, I'm not sure. On one hand, there is a question of fairness. Andrew Shear picked up more seats and had a greater increase in the popular vote. Uh, That's just, true. just moved up on me. There you go. On the other hand, I can see Trudeau's strategy as being to select a time where the anti-vax movement and emotional tensions in the country are at their peak to send the right-wing votes to the Max Bernier party and discredit it and weaken the CPC. I didn't work as well as Trudeau may have. It didn't work as well as Trudeau may have hoped, but Aaron O'Toole didn't escape the trap as quickly. I just wanted to point, as I pointed out at the outset, that in in that regard, there's no question that the great bulk of those who voted PPC were angry anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you know, anti-COVID uh, is is all a big scam. Uh, much of that, in fact, I, I would think that by the time the next election rolls around. Much of that anti-vax movement will be gone uh, for a couple of reasons. 
Number one, it'll be old hat. Number two, many of those who are anti-vaxxers will have to get vaccinated if they want to do anything, and more than a few of them will be dead, okay, because they haven't vaccinated. Sorry, but that's a fact. So uh, I think that come the next election, I don't think the PPC, unless unless uh, Maxime comes up with something uh, more powerful than the anti-vax movement, uh, I just don't see it having nearly the influence in the next election. I still I still think that we should think more carefully about a female candidate, folks. You know, election winning elections is not about wistful or wishful thinking. It's about practicality, and whether you like it or not. Whether you like to admit it or not, the fact of the matter is the problem with electing conservatives is women. I mean, we've gone through this many times. I know some of you women get angry when I say this, but I am telling you the truth. And particularly women in the major cities will just not vote a conservative, certainly not with a male leader. Whether it would make any difference with them if there was a female leader, I do not know. But please face facts, okay? I repeat, this is a fact. You can check the data. For every man that votes for Trudeau, there will be about two women. It is especially graphic in the major cities. So I, I just think that we should at least think about that. Not suggesting that O'Toole hasn't done a good job. He has. But uh, very, very clearly, that's not good enough. That's uh, very clearly there's there's something going on here, particularly with women, that it doesn't matter the, the scandals that, that Trudeau's been involved in. They just will not vote for a conservative, not with a male leader anyway. <coughs> I have another topic here, okay? And we still take, we'd love to take your comments on, on that one. Good, because we've got a pile of them. <laughs> Good. All right, let's hear a few more then, John. Uh, just out of curiosity, did you watch any of the CBC coverage of the election on Monday night? Uh, no, I did not. I watched CTV. Lisa Raitt was on uh, CBC up against Gerald Butts. And let me tell you, she did not back down from him one Oh, bit. no, Lisa, Lisa Raitt would be. I'm going to tell you, I, I follow Parliament very closely. I've, I've been up there. I covered, uh, and I was in the press gallery for several years. Uh, and uh, I'm going to tell you, Lisa Raitt is one of the most effective, one of the brightest, best spoken, most common sense members of Parliament in any party. She would be marvelous. She would conduct a marvelous campaign, as would Rona Ambrose. Uh, go ahead, John. More text. Yeah, she had some ice in her veins uh, during that conversation, I'll tell you. Uh, oh, she's a lot. I'm going to tell you that Lisa Raitt's a hell of a lot smarter than Gerald Butts. <laughs> he certainly respected her. 613-413-2217. I voted by mail. Why didn't more older Canadians choose this if concerned? Asks Mort. Good question. I think a lot of, a lot of people didn't know about it. Uh, and didn't know how to go about it. It was I, I think it was kind of unclear how you got the ballots from me. I could be wrong, but um, I, I, I suggest that probably that's it. Not only that, I mean, it's traditional for people, uh, particularly people of my generation, to show up at a polling booth, okay? It's part of the ritual of living in a democratic society. Um, shall I move to another topic, or have you got more text? I got John? a pile of them, Lowell, so I mean, it's your Fire. Call. Okay. Fire away. Uh, over on Twitch, we haven't been to Twitch yet today. Russ says, O'Toole was a newbie. Too many on the national scene. Familiarity and name awareness goes a long way in an election, no matter how good or bad the candidate. 
Darlene says maybe they just don't like the good boy image. They want a bad boy as prime minister, I guess. Craig says Lisa is fantastic. Uh, Lisa, it is also the fact that people are ignorant in who they are voting for. Uh, let me see. Cheryl, Leslin Lewis, she won a lot of votes in Saskatchewan when she was running for leader of the Conservatives there. Peter says, I supported Kim Campbell, and look how that went. My MP is Cheryl Gallant, and while I like her, many women here do not. Um, oh, and hold it, hold it, hold it, yeah. hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was around, I was on the air during the Kim Campbell regime. When Kim Campbell was first elected head of the party, the popularity of the party soared. But Kim Campbell undoubtedly was one of the dumbest people, uh, made the biggest mistakes of anybody I have ever seen. She was totally ill-equipped to head a party. In fact, Kim Campbell was so dumb, so damn stupid, that she was ill-equipped, as far as I'm concerned, to change a diaper. I, I know that sounds sexist, but it's true. Go ahead, John, please. Keenan, first time we're hearing from you on Facebook. Thank you. He says, PPC anger isn't just anti-vax. It's just an opportunity for their anger. They're also anti-abortion, homophobic, misogynistic, and generally self-absorbed, angry, white. Well, women. there's some of that, but it's mainly anti-vax. I mean, all he had to do was see the signs that were there. Uh, he, there's no question that Mad Max tapped into the, he milked this for all it was worth. He tapped into the anti-vax movement, and he got about 5% of the vote. Go ahead, John. Kim says, I'm absolutely disgusted with the people in this country, given the unethical, lying, misogynistic, racist, another second uh, of uh, another second of power. Uh, a text here at 613-413-2217. A woman leader should be a smart, good orator and though uh, and tough, but I'm not convinced women vote for another woman just because. All right. I, uh, I want to throw out another topic here. Sure. Um, as the Ottawa Sun says this morning, the woe train, W-O-E, the woe train. I thought oh, that was pretty good. That's very good. Folks, what are we going to do with it, okay? Problem after problem after problem. Surely by now, the, the public has, has got to be totally, totally worried about this. And, you know, public confidence has, has got to be zero. In fact, I'm hearing from people who say, you know what, Lowell, there's no damn way. I would get on that train now. It's too dangerous. It's I wouldn't. not safe. I wouldn't. So what are we going to do? Um, I, I'm just, I'm wondering, you know, we've spent $2 billion or, or, or so on it. But you know what? I mean, if it's not going to work, if people won't use it, maybe, maybe we're better just to, to take our, cut our losses, you know, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. <coughs> Excuse me. And maybe now's the time to fold them. I don't know. It would. T I don't know. I don't think any member of the city council's got the guts to say we're going to, you know, rip up the tracks here. But I'm just wondering if maybe that might not be a bad idea. Rip up the tracks and instead run electric buses. And uh, you know, I'm thinking we already have the overhead wires. Remember the old streetcar? Well, even in Toronto, I mean, there's, the streetcars are still using the overhead wires. Yep. The overhead wires exist over the tracks. Should we rip up the tracks and, uh, and, and create electric buses that can use those overhead wires for electrical power? I don't know. But I'd sure like to know from you. Um, I, I, just, I, I just don't know what we're going to do. I, I am not convinced we will ever get... I, I think this is just a giant lemon... I think we've seen evidence of that. I, I, I've, re, I've told you the story. The Montreal Metro is 55 years old. 
It is 78 kilometers long, has 38 stations, I think. And I must tell you that there have been fewer problems in 55 years of the metro than we have seen with the Ottawa O-Train light rail in the last two years. Think of that. 55 years in Montreal with fewer problems than we have had in two years. Why? What, what's wrong? I mean, is this, have, have we just, as I say, got a lemon? I, I, I'd, I'd sure like to hear what you think we should do. Is the time come just to scrap the $2 billion? Well, I mean, we still have the, as I say, we could rip out those tracks and run, uh, you know, new modern electric buses along them. And uh, maybe that would solve the problem. This is what Andy Hayden, and I joined with him years ago, they laughed at us, but maybe we weren't so stupid after all. What do you think? John, got any more texts here? We're almost out of time. We do, and people are starting to chime in on LRT. My, my view is, look, why have we not paused this entire project for now? If not, if not because of the problems with it, but because of the pandemic, we've got an entire public service that is not going in and out of the downtown core anymore. I mean, we never really had a traffic problem in Ottawa. We've got a rush hour problem. Well, our public yeah. service is not using Why? That would have been an opportunity to pause it, reassess it, and figure out what the hell to do next. Anyway, some of the comments coming in. Uh, Ottawa should ask Montreal. Keenan says, yep, Montreal isn't exactly easier geog geology to work with either. Uh, Craig suggests we start by dumping SNC-Lavalin. Cheryl says, ditch them. Uh, let me see. Other comments. LRT stands for the Lemon Rail Transit. O-Train. Sue the bastards is one of the comments. Uh, we've got a text here. Yeah, but you know, hold on, hold on just a minute. That's yes, okay. Of course, of course, you can sue the bastards, but that doesn't fix the problem. Nope. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm asking people to address the problem. I don't know whose fault this is. I don't know who to blame. All I know is that we have a system that just seems incapable of working. We've seen time and time and time again, there is something wrong. Should we examine the possibility of scrapping it, of folding it, and turning to something that we know would work? Um, talking about turning to something that will work, I'll tell you what will work, no matter if it's an emergency. Ah, there we go. I, I, love, I love this visual for Centennial Glass. The... Um, those, you know what, uh, those, uh, my, my wife is a real wine connoisseur, and some of those uh, wine racks are, what do, you, what do you call them, John? Are they wine racks? I, they're like little wine cellars, wine storage cabinets. Picture, if you've ever been to Vegas, and you walk into, they've got these walk-in humidor rooms. That's kind of what it reminds me of, but it's for wine. <laughs> well, they've done a great job. I just, I, I love that that uh, visual. I can see that it, in your house. I can see Debbie enjoy it. Can you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> and, and and I think it's just one of this is under the stairs, so using uh, essentially useless space. But the reason that I like this is that it shows the versatility of Centennial Glass. These people are experts. I mean, if it's glass of any kind, they are experts. If you want to build a, uh, you know, if you want to build a building, then you need people who are experts at doing it. If if you want to deal in glass, Centennial Glass are the experts, no matter what it is. Windows, doors, very, very reasonably priced. The best warranty, they tell me, and I believe them in the business. Centennialglass.ca. They're here in Ottawa on Industrial Avenue and 
in Renfrew. John, let's hear just a few more texts and then we'll have to go. Sure. LRT, we did not get what we paid for. Uh, Cheryl says, great show, guys. Thanks, Cheryl. Checks in the mail. Uh, Chris, Ottawa should have asked Montreal for the help for light rail. Uh, send some people. Help us. Uh, let me see. Jim, I still think Rona Ambrose would have kicked Trudeau's ass. And we've got Larry just chiming in a second ago. I think the assumption that women would be somehow adverse to voting for uh, an assertive male leader is, in a way, a little sexist. People measure and appreciate what a person is passionately fighting for. The question is, does what she or he is fighting for appeal to them? Well, the, the problem the problem here is, and don't throw this sexist business at me, okay? You know, that's a worn-out phrase. It's like racist and so forth. Stop, stop using it. But the fact of the matter is, no matter who we have had as leader, uh, I, I could go right through. The, about the only time that a number of women voted was uh, for a conservative, I guess, was Mulroney. And I'm not sure what happened there. He had a real... But, I mean, women, by and large, have not voted conservative ever. Uh, they didn't vote for Harper. They didn't vote. Well, they haven't voted for any conservative candidate. And we've never had a female. I'm just wondering. It's just a, an idea that I'm throwing out there that I'd, I'd like people to think about. Thank you all, folks. A very good response. Really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of BlastTheRadio.com.